I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Thank you so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single day at 9.45 a.m., this baby's going live on Instagram. It's where the real party's at. You can find it on YouTube and on Facebook, but don't worry about that, man. Just come on over. Join us on Instagram, huh? A couple of things on the show today. Oh, my goodness, man. Stories. Otto, we got some stories. I got to admit, kind of in a real pickleball. What? Also, looking at the world through Pete Rose-colored glasses. And, much like Arrested Development, there's always money in the lemonade stand. Oh, but first, let's get into it, huh? Got a couple of live dates coming down. If you guys are around, make sure you come on out. Going to be September 22nd through the 24th, the Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois, with Jonathan Kite. Also September 30th through October 1st, Gutty's Comedy Club, Etina, Minnesota. October 15th, Beaver Island Brewing, St. Cloud, Minnesota. And December 2nd through the 3rd, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas. Jonathan Kite, find those uh, tickets, find all that information. You can do it right now, rudypovich.com. Uh, I don't want to start off on a sad note. We'll say hi to some people real quick. What's up, Tara? Hi, Shelly. BJ, what's going down, dude? Good to see you. Good morning, Mira. Hi, Amanda. One Republic show looked fun last night. Posting all over the place. Hi, Olena, Sally, Jules. Good to see everybody. Um, yeah, like I said, don't want to bring it down on a sad note, but I saw something last night, excuse me, Friday night, that has stuck with me, and I've been having a very hard time shaking it, and I keep thinking about it. So, Friday night, show's about ready to fire up. Gutty's Comedy Club, Southdale, at the mall, opening for Victoria Jackson. My, especially when I'm doing shows in malls, I always take a, like a pre-show lap around the facility just to kind of clear my head, think about what it is I'm going to be talking about, just getting things moving, right? And my mom years ago, I remember we were, I believe, at Mall of America, my mom, years ago, I went to go down an escalator with my daughter in the stroller, and my mom was like, absolutely not. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, there's not a chance in hell I'm letting you take that my grandbaby down the escalator in the stroller. I'm like, parents do it all the time. And she's like, and those parents are fucking morons, and you're not going to do it. I'm like, ma, we're kind of in a hurry. She's like, I don't give a shit. Walk over. You're taking the fucking escalator. You're taking the elevator. There's not a chance. You are taking that escalator with my kid. Fine. Jesus. I go over. I take the elevator. We go, we go down to the next. And, and I was like, why am I like having such a, you know, why am I getting pissy about it? Fine. Whatever. It takes us an extra three minutes to get down to the bottom floor. Friday night, I'm doing my pre-show lap around the mall. And as I'm walking, a special needs child with his dad went ass over tea kettle, top of the fucking escalator. And as I'm walking by, that kid ate shit and went headfirst right into the to the stairs. Dad jumps over the wheelchair to pick up his son, who's now bleeding and screaming all... Fuck, man, it was chaos. The dad is, like, picking the boy up um, and doesn't know what to do because he's got two other kids on the escalator. 
He's holding his own son who is bleeding. I can see the dad is like, can somebody help me here? And I'm like, that is the one thing I appreciate getting older is that you are so much calmer in emergency situations. I looked at the dad. I was like, I was like, come down, come down, come down, come down. Come. And, and he doesn't speak English. So I'm kind of motioning him to like, just come down the stairs, come down. So he comes down the escalator. He walks by me. I go in, I scoop up the wheelchair, bring it back out. Guy is on the, on the ground. He's got his son laid out in his arms. Kid is bleeding hard. And I'm like, shit. Dad rips off his shirt, starts to, you know, start to uh, wipe up the blood. I run back into the comedy club. I grab a roll of paper towels. I split. I come back. I start mopping things up. Crowd is starting to gather a little bit. They can tell something's up. People are asking, like, should we call 911? Mom comes walking down. She's in hysterics. One of the police officers from the mall comes up and they're like, we can call an ambulance. Credit to the boy who, my estimations must have been about eight or nine. I, he, I don't think he spoke. Um, a lot of tears, a lot of crying. He was kind of making a sound that was telling me he probably doesn't speak much. Um, but man, he had, you know how like the escalator stairs have like the grates? Like you could see he had like the divots in his head where he was bleeding and then also bleeding from the nose and God and the show is starting in like seven minutes. I don't want to, like, I know it sounds like a weird thing to like turn it back on me, but I, I helped the family as best I could to a point where I'm like, okay, the bleeding has stopped for the most part. Dad is now shirtless in the middle of Southdale center, you know, clotting all the, the wounds that his poor special needs son has. People were actually good about like staying calm and just being like, do you need help? What do you need? We can get you this. I left the roll of paper towels. I was like, just leave it there. I'll pick it up in an hour. Just please just let, I hope you guys are okay. Cause at that point, like emergency services had already shown up and police officers were there. So I'm like, all right, I think I'm good. Like I can leave now. And immediately I went back into the dressing room and Victoria Jackson is back there and Jason Douglas, who's a feature of the show. And I'm just like, now I have to go on stage with this image of this poor child who, you know, I mean, was a, I would, I don't, I'm, for whatever reason, I've never liked the word crippled. I don't, I don't know why. I think it's, some people like some people don't like moist. I don't like panties or crippled. I don't like uh, he was the crippled boy. I don't like that term, but for whatever reason, I don't know a better term because he definitely had like his legs, his appendages, his arms were. Um, I, I that's the I guess it's the only thing I can actually say is he was crippled, and man, that fucking poor kid. So I'm like on stage, going through the jokes. You know, just like one time my mom and I are driving down the highway. In the meantime, the other side of my brain is just going, fuck, I hope that kid got to the hospital okay. I hope he did all right. And the the crazy part was my Friday night set, while this is still rolling around in my head, lights out. Gangbusters. Great set. Saturday, not so much. Saturday, Saturday was fine. It wasn't the best set I've ever had. It wasn't the worst set I've ever had. But it wasn't the best. And I was a little peeved because it was a sold-out show, large crowd, 
Victoria Jackson's there. I want to deliver. Crowd was – I mean, I pivoted – I pivoted four times. I'm like, I don't know what you guys want. Like, I just – I couldn't find the pocket. Finally, at some point – like, there's some jokes I will do in that club, and I know, like, they're not going to go over. Um, and I was like, I'm going to have to pivot somehow. So I was like, you know, maybe they want a little dirtier. So I told a joke about my grandfather giving me a drink when I was 10 years old. They definitely didn't want that. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, read a couple of uh, comments here. Uh, Amanda, thanks for helping out. A lot of people would have just kept walking. Ah, no, man. Like, when I saw that dad picking up his kid and then, you know, four feet behind him, the wheelchair is sort of, you know, lodged in the escalator and he's trying to maneuver both and he doesn't know what to do what else are you supposed to do like i would hope that if i was in that situation there'd be somebody nice enough that could you know uh uh, that would be able to um you know have the wherewithal to help me out uh jared handicapped question mark yeah i but handicapped doesn't accurately describe because there's a lot of people like dude you can have like be hard of hearing and still get the handicap placard so when i say handicap but crippled is like that is exactly what see now i even feel weird like talking about it (laughs) jules physically challenged could say that again yes very very much so I wish there was a better way to just, because I guess maybe it's just the sound of the word sounds so derogatory. You know what I mean? I don't know. From now on, I'm just going to say that, that, see, I can't even, shit. I don't know. I'm going to have to put some study to this and figure out if there's another word out there that can get me through this because I, because I was like in the, Jared, disabled? Again, you could say disabled, but one of my best friends is in a wheelchair. Hell of a guitar player. So disabled still says, you just, I don't know, what kind of disability does he have? Is it a learning disability? Disabled? There's no other word that could have described what that boy's legs looked like other than crippled. And I hate that word. (laughs) Why do I keep saying it? Knock it off. God damn it. Stop it. Now I'm just walking down my own fucking path. I'm, I'm going down my own escalator. God damn it. It is criminal. That boy is on the escalator again. There's a little boy caught in the escalator. If you guys don't know that movie, you, you might as well just turn this podcast off. Jesus. Paraplegic? Again. I, but not paraplegic. I believe the boy could at least have, he could move his arms and legs. I can't even believe that we're having a discussion about this over Instagram Live while recording the podcast. Like, listen, this podcast has had some lows. (laughs) But I don't know if we're ever going to get lower than that. Anyway, basically what I wanted to say was, if you are a parent and you have a child, listen, I think women who have strollers for their cats are goddamn Neanderthals. Knock that! You're you're a you're a psycho. Take your astrology chart, shove it up your ass. But please, do not take that goddamn stroller down the escalator. 
I get that you're trying to cut a couple of extra minutes. I really am. But jeez, if anything, like I, I, I would much rather spend the extra 90 seconds taking the baby out of the stroller, and then you can put the stroller onto the escalator. That's not the problem. It's the baby in the escalator that is the problem. So walk that kid down to the bottom of the escalator. Put that escalator, put the stroller on the escalator, and then walk that baby down the stairs to the bottom of the escalator where you can meet the stroller. Because if that stroller eats shit, no big deal, but at least your baby doesn't end up with a dented head. Uh, Jared, this is a clippable highlight. Oh, yeah, no, this will definitely be. Tara, muscle atrophy. Not, see, it wasn't atrophied, though. The boy was moving. He could at least somewhat move. Are we at this point? I think the people on the Instagram live are just naming disabilities, <laughs> just to see how far we can go. Impotent was was the boy impotent? I did anybody check? Maybe listen. I know it's a time of of emergency and chaos, but let's check to make sure that the boy. <sighs> anyway, all right. So that happened on Friday night, and from that moment on, I mean, luckily my daughter is at that age, I'll never have to worry about that again, but Jesus, there's not a chance in hell I'm ever going to be able to unsee that. I felt, man, that dad too, man. Ah, oh, that dad, I could see it in his face. He, you could tell he was like, what the fuck did I do? Oh, why didn't I just walk that, which his son was a little bit older and he was a little bit bigger, which I get, but also... What the fuck, Dave and Buster's? No elevator? Is that... that's You gotta have an elevator, right? I imagine there's gotta be one somewhere. Because you can't just be like nilly-willy just out having just the escalator. There's gotta be rules against that. I don't know. Anyway. What's the point, impotent? Let's just make sure. Just want to make sure everybody's still getting boners. Anyway, I know it's no laughing matter, but it was goddamn... Um, it was kind of ridiculous uh sarah i can't even imagine being a parent in that situation because here's the thing i can because i've had my daughter in that situation and i know i've talked about it before i need to get in all the details but when my daughter was going through you know that what i like to call the dark days from like six months to about you know 20 months of age uh and we'd you know be playing with her on the floor and then you'd walk in the living in the kitchen and get something to drink and you'd come back and your baby was passed out in blue I know what it's like to be in that situation. And that you could see the terror in his face. Like, I don't... Uh, anybody? Could anybody? You know, and he's got like two other small kids with him. And you could see the look like, fucking please, anybody. I don't... I need a port in a storm is all I need. And I'm glad I was there to be able to help that guy. So, right on. All right. Uh, kind of baseball highlight the other day. I just talked about Pete Rose. There's a lot of shitty NFL players that have done some terrible things who have all got their gold bus in Canton, Ohio. And for whatever reason, Pete Rose, because he made a couple of terrible decisions, he's one of the greatest, I would even dare to argue, maybe the greatest baseball player of all time. Okay, maybe not. But he's up there. I mean, he, if we're talking Mount Rushmore. He's got to be top four, right? Uh, was a, and I, I bet Pete Rose is probably... One of these guys that is kind of like John Daly. Probably drinks a little too much. Probably smokes a little too much. Well, he got in the booth the other day. And immediately, he was at the Phillies game. And immediately, you could tell when he got into the booth, 
All the guys in the booth were like, oh my God, this was an awful decision. Tony, congratulations. What did you hit? And Tony says, yo, I hit a fastball. Mm. <laughs> and, and Joe didn't know what to say. Joe said, no <laughs> Looped out to right field. You change the subject real quick on that loop out to right field. I'm just describing the action. I'm pretty sure we don't have a seven-second delay, so. Ooh. Ah! Here's the thing. Not on Pete Rose. I can't believe that you guys would be dumb enough. I used to work at a radio station, Lacrosse, Wisconsin, 95.7 The Rock. And every time this situation would come up, I would tell people in management, you guys have to know that this is coming down the pike. You have to figure out a way to be able to give us. We're an active rock station. Our listeners swear. You want us to put callers on, we have to have a seven-second delay. And they wouldn't do it. And I'm like, all right. My co-host one time, I'll, I should find this piece of audio and play it tomorrow. God, it was funny. But she was like, she said, I don't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about a, a gal who was making the rounds at the time. You know how it's ebbs and flows some people are everywhere you look for about 16 months. Like Adam Driver. Adam Driver was fucking everywhere. I haven't seen Adam Driver in nine months, 10 months. So I, um, we were talking about some Maxim model who was like, said something about like, I love to cook my man a steak. You know, I, I love it. I love it when he can come home after a long day's work and I can pleasure him, blah, blah, blah. And my co-host, Jean, at the time, her comment about it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, you love to be the housewife. Uh-huh. I bet you love to go out in the yard and shovel dog shit, too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I blew right past it. Didn't think, I was like, I'm not going to draw attention to it. I'm just going to keep moving, whatever. Just kept chatting, just kept doing it. About an hour later, I said, uh, we were off the air, and I was like, God, I can't believe you said shit. She's like, what? I was like, earlier today. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, earlier today when you said shit live on the radio? She's like, I didn't say shit live on the radio. I was like, Gene, are you kidding me? Gene, you blatantly said shovel shit. She's like, that's insane. I, did. I was like, Gene, you totally 1000% said shovel shit on the radio. She's like, I did not. I'm like, oh my God. Gene, are you crazy? You. So I went back that day. I pulled the tape. We listened to it. And as it's starting to unfold, she's like, oh, I bet you just, I love to, I bet you love to go in the backyard and shovel shit. The look on her face was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, not your fault. Not your fault. I've asked this company hundreds of times. We spend money on the dumbest shit. Hey. Look at this, everybody. We got a cappuccino machine up in the commissary. You can make your cappuccinos up there. You know, it'd be great for us to not get fired because you wouldn't put in a seven-second delay. It doesn't... It, those things are so easily done. I bet it would have cost the company, what, 10 grand maybe? 10 grand. We would never have had to worry about another FCC fine. I remember one time live on the air, we had this intern who went out to go look at, I don't know, we were doing some dumb bit about like farm animals or something. And he was on the air, on the phone with us. And somebody had said like, what do you see out there? And he goes, I don't know, but this is a big fucking pig. Would have never been live on the radio 
if we would have had a seven-second delay. So this is not on Pete Holmes. Same thing with the Twins and Burt. When they fired Burt, because Burt was doing like the intro FSN. I don't know if you guys remember that whole thing. Circle me, Burt. But uh, Burt Blylevin was live with the Twins, not realizing that it was live. He thought it was taped. So he's like, he's like, you know, the Twins are going to be starting a homestand here. Three games against the Brewers, then they're going to be on the road with the Pirates, and then they're going to be, um, uh, 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 they're, you know, uh, uh, God, you know what, Jim? God, God damn it, fuck! I fucked that up. Can we just restart again? Dead set, like dead silence, and you hear a guy go, uh, "Bert, we're actually live right now." And he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, sorry about that. Not, not Bert's fault. Not Bert's fault." The, the producer should have been on the stick and went, dude, by the way, we're live. Is there not a giant sign behind? If there is a giant sign back there that says live on the air, then yes, Bert's fault. But if Bert has no idea that you guys are going live, that if you tape it most of the time and every now and again you do a live hit, maybe because of time or whatever, not Bert's fault, much like not Pete Rose's fault, I watched this and just went, ugh, not, dude, hilarious, so funny, but at the same time, not your fault, not your fault, Pete. Also, put that motherfucker in the Hall of Fame, dude. He deserves it. Guy totally deserves it. Uh, people online raising money for a kid in Washington who was given a counterfeit $100 bill at his lemonade stand, essentially wiping out all of his profits for the day when he gave change back. As of right now, people have raised over, are you ready for this? Huh? Ten grand for an eleven-year-old boy. Here he is talking about the fake bill and his message to scammers. The texture doesn't feel good. Very disappointed and like very sad. He just came over and just took my last money that I was working on all day. Stop scamming kids. Stop scamming kids. Stop it. Listen, scam stupid adults. Kids are dumb by default. Adults are dumb. Because they're dumb. <laughs> Did you not just hear what came out of my mouth? I have proved my own point. <laughs> Listen, kids are inherently stupid. This type of stuff happens because kids don't know. I have. It's also on the parents. Like, let's not forget, man. When we were kids, age seven, dude, age seven, we would get up, crack ass at dawn, 7:30, get on our bikes ride all day come back five o'clock eat maybe you had a sandwich somewhere in between maybe you scrounged up 50 cents to go get a snickers bar at the convenience store nobody knew where we were we'd make our own goddamn meals make our breakfast dude i remember in sixth grade walking to school it's it was a hike dude it was like two miles to get to our school and i walked it every single day because I hated being at home so bad. My stepdad was such a piece of shit and I was so tired of my family that I would wake up at like 4.30 in the morning, get dressed, and dude, middle of snowstorms, I would walk all the way to school and I would get there before the goddamn teachers. Nobody batted an eye about it. Nobody said shit. Now we got a 12 year old running his own, he doesn't know what a counterfeit $100 bill is? Dude, if anybody, Listen, kids are kids are dumb. <laughs> also, uh, maybe as a parent, I mean, tell your kids, hey, if you're gonna run this uh, little two-bit operation lemonade stand and somebody tries handing you a hundred-dollar bill, come talk to me, because nobody in their right mind would ever walk up to a 
kid's lemonade stand and expect to get change. So what did he just give the kid a hundred dollar bill? He's like, ah, just whatever you got for change, man. Why don't you just go ahead and hand it over and then you can just keep this one hundred? I imagine that's what he did. It's not like he needed exact change. Fuck, dude. And then on top of it, this kid gets twelve grand. Twelve grand? No. What did I say? Ten grand. That's what it is. Bullshit. I I don't buy into it. You know what we're going to find out? We're going to find out. We are 1,000% going to find out that this is fake. Watch. This shit's coming down the pike. You totally watch. We're going to find out that this was just a total hoax, and then I'm going to end up in court just like Alex Jones. No. Um, Listen. uh, One thing when you're 12 to get scammed, I feel bad for that kid. I'm glad that people are raising money for him. It's a very nice gesture. I had walked into Dinky Town Liquors was the best liquor store on the planet. Easily. Dinky Town, this is where I used to buy the mystery packs. $9.99. It was a white box with a question mark on it. It had 24 beers in there. And what you got is what you got. It was one of the fucking best, most coolest ideas ever. Great selection of beers. But I remember walking in there one time and there was a gal, college student, U of M, who worked there. And she was standing next to a police officer. And I walked up, put my beer on the counter, and they had a fake $100 bill out, and she was explaining to the police officer what the guy looked like and blah, blah, blah. And I thought to myself, are you fucking stupid? Like, you don't know, at this point, you don't know what a $100, like a fake what $100 bill looks like? I mean, for, for goodness sake, lady, the picture of the guy that is, it's Toucan Sam. It's a Fruit Loops. $100 bill. This guy got it from General Mills inside of a cereal box, and you took it as currency. This is your fault. But then I, it dawned on me, oh, shit, this girl is like 22. She's maybe held physically in her hands, has probably held $800 cash her entire life. Everything with her, it's all, it's all digital. Every, everything is online. Money is not tangible anymore. Money is just a number that sits on the computer. It's not physical. You don't hold it anymore. Uh, Mira, kids have been exposed to scamming since that toy machine at the arcade. Ain't that the goddamn truth? That claw machine? Dude, that claw machine, fuck you every time. I cannot, I can't tell you how many times. Because you'll drop that claw and that claw will be like, dude, I got me a grip. Look at the grip on that tiny little polar bear. But that, listen, I have, de- nope. Clock comes up and then it does that thing where it, and then it snaps together. It's like you guys couldn't figure out a way to, you, you know, put a little bit more, you know, pounds per square inch pressure with them claws to be able to grab that polar bear. Now, what, now I'm out a dollar? I get two tries, 50 cents a try, dollar minimum. Now I'm back at it. Now I'm pumping more money into it. When a goddamn stuffed polar bear cost you 37 bucks, but goddamn it, you won the game. You won the game. All right, let me ask you guys something real quick, and then uh, we're going to call it a day here. What's up, Steph? Good to see you. Thanks for hopping on to the live feed. Instagram, Rudy, underscore Povich. Hopefully you've been out doing some mics. Um, yeah. Uh, let me ask you guys real quick. So yesterday, I get up. I'm an old man. I, I enjoy the news. I enjoy good journalism. I like 60 Minutes. I like CBS Sunday morning. Get up on Sunday. It's kind of my ritual. Get up, make a cup of coffee, get a little Eggies going. Eggies going to taste so good. Then I 
sit down, watch CBS Sunday morning, pickleball. Today is, here's the crazy, I'll get to that in a second. I'm watching this, this piece on pickleball. I've never heard of pickleball. Don't know what it is, but it looks fascinating. Basically, like as I was, I was, I asked my daughter yesterday, I was like, you ever play pickleball? She's like, yeah. I'm like, so what, what is it? And she's like, well, it's like you're on a, on a court and there's a net and you have a paddle and you hit a ball back and forth. And I was like, so it's like tennis. And she's like, no, it's like, it's like, it's like paddle, it's like paddle ball, you know? And I was like, oh, so there's a table. And she's like, no, you play it outside. I'm like, oh, so like tennis. And she goes, yeah. I'm like, well, what the fuck is it? I've never heard of this game before. So I watched this news piece Pat, uh, on pickleball. Fascinated by it. Didn't realize it's like the number one growing sport. This is like, this is kind of like, uh, it's middle class frisbee golf. People who can't golf play frisbee golf and it's usually a bunch of hippies and stoners. But this is like middle class. Like I was watching, I, I Googled it. I went to YouTube, checked out like all the videos on the scoring, the how-tos, how it started, where it came out. I was almost ready to go buy a pickleball set yesterday just because I wanted to try it. I asked my daughter, I'm like, hey, you want to go try some pickleball? She's like, I've already played it. I was like, and? She's like, I'm terrible at it. I was like, okay, that's not the question. I'm like, I asked if you wanted to go with me. She's like, no. I'm like, well, what the fuck? I'm like, I've never even heard of pickleball before, let alone here we are, you know, um, it being the number one sport, like, it's got to be huge middle class, man, right? Because it feels like the only place you could probably get a pickleball court would be in the suburbs. I can't imagine there's a bunch of them. I mean, cities like us. I mean, Chicago, inner city, probably not going to be able to find a lot of them. But suburbs, like where at? Maybe South Minneapolis, I bet. In the city, probably not so much. But I am, like, fascinated I've, pick, I've been watching videos and shit over the last couple of days. Not that I have any intentions on wanting to go out and be a pickleball champion. I imagine that ship has already sailed, but I've always dug tennis. I like I like watching tennis, especially when you start getting into like some of the um when you start getting into some of the bigger championship rounds. I also like tennis because it's much like baseball. There's no time limit. It just, you play until it's over. I mean, you hear about those tennis matches that are, you know, they have to stop it because it's been going on for 17 hours on that one day. And then they're like, dude, we're going to have to pick this up tomorrow. Um, Mira, it's the great value version of tennis. Hard to play. Is it really? Because it looked like it would be a little bit easier to play. And the scoring, not as intricate. There's no like, you know, 15 love. You just play to 11. That's it. It kind of more like volleyball rules, you know. You serve. If you lose, you lose your serve. The only person that can score a point is the person who, you know, is serving, which I kind of like. So I'm, uh, I don't know. I can't say I'm going to be diving in head first into the pickleball, but I think I want to give it a whirl. I really do. I think uh, pickleball might be the, might be the next thing that, uh, you know. Listen, I'm not saying I'm going to be a champion. I'm just saying if I want something to do on a Thursday – and, uh, you know, no golfing buddies are around. Ah, shit. You know, I just realized, man, never mind. Because golf I can go do by myself. Pickleball, you got to have somebody. Ah, now I got to be social. God damn it. Ugh. Ah, Mira, fine. I suck then. Better? Uh, no, no, no. I, listen, I've never played it. I don't know if it's hard or not. So 
Once I get a chance to actually play the game, I will let you know what I think. Because tennis, I don't play because it's too hard. Tennis, far too hard. I don't. It's it's when you see those uh, tennis players that can screech that ball, and it goes three inches over the net, and it just like drops on the other side. I'm just like I'm so amazed that guy that the the amount of athleticism that tennis players have. To be able to run back and forth like that, I'm like, dude, I it's far too much. I don't even like I don't like to go out there and like it's like softball. Like I know I make fun of softball, but to swing a bat and to hit a home run in softball, dude, you gotta at least have a little bit of athleticism. Seems like a lot. Uh tonight. Uh I got tonight off, so I think we're gonna try to uh get uh Sage Blakely in here for another relatable mail. It should probably be 7 p.m. if I don't go out and uh, actually do a mic somewhere, but I'll let you guys know via Facebook and Instagram. All right, find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher every day around 9.45 a.m. It's live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Again, you guys, thank you so much. I always appreciate it when you take a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.